You tuned into Talking Business with Beverly, the show designed to provide entrepreneurs with clarity around their overall business through mind, body, and soul. Join our host, Beverly Walthour, as she explores the latest business trends to help you grow your business. Hello and welcome to Talking Business with Beverly. I am your host and business strategist, Beverly Wathauer. And thank you for joining us as we support you, the entrepreneur, in getting the clarity needed in order to create time and financial freedom in your business. And so we do this by not only addressing your business needs, but also your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, and relationship needs as well. And now join me in welcoming Dr. Janice Whitsmith to the show. So, hello, Dr. Janice. How are you? I am great, Beverly. It's so great hanging out with you today. So thank you for this opportunity. Yay! Awesome, 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 awesome. So I am so excited to have you on. And you guys, uh, Dr. Janice, she's actually an executive business and career coach. Um, when I tell you she has done some amazing things when it comes to leadership and just professional development and all that stuff. And so I wanted to bring Dr. Janice on just to share her expertise, you know, when it comes to leadership and then also like like her journey with her uh, with her being an entrepreneurship and how she kind of turned her love and passion for leadership into a business. But Dr. Janice, before we actually dive into the conversation, you know I love to play this game with my guests where I ask them three random questions. <laughs> so are you game to play the game? I am game to play the game, Beverly. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so Dr. Janice, what is one movie that you can watch over and over and over again? Well, my movie for this month is Black Panther. Ah. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. And so, Dr. Janice, what is one of your favorite foods? My favorite food is fried oysters. Oh, now you are the first person that has said that. I love that, Dr. Janice. <laughs> and then my last one, mm, are you a dog person or a cat person? I'm definitely a dog person. Dr. Janice, you're not a cat person? What? <laughs> I know, I know, but I had a dog for 17 years, her name was Frisky oh. Snowball Whit, so after, <laughs> after she went to dog heaven, I have oh, not had wow. another dog, I haven't had another oh, cat. Oh, wow, wow, Frisky Snow. oh, well, there we go, I love the name. <laughs> that was my baby. Oh, oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. So we're going to go ahead and just dive on into this conversation. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so kind of talk to us, Dr. Janice, about what kind of business you have. As you mentioned um, in the introduction, I do have an executive leadership and small business development coaching company as well as a leadership training and development company. I do motivational speaking and Christian education as well. Mm, awesome, awesome, awesome. And so how did you get started with that? Well, one of the things that happened as I was growing up, because both of my parents were educators, they were always talking about growing, developing. They were constantly nurturing and helping other people. And I grew up with this overall service orientation. Mm -hmm. And they always taught us that to whom much has been given, much is required. Mm -hmm. So I was looking for an opportunity to do something to help other people. And I was always drawn to teaching people, coaching people, nurturing them. 
I spent a lot of time in HR. I ended up getting an MBA in my doctorate with a specialty in HR and, and labor relations because I really want to change the way that people experience the world of work, whether mm-hmm. they work for a company, if they have their own business, if they're working for a faith-based organization, wherever they may work, I want them to know what they have inside of them, that they have mm-hmm. greatness inside of them and that they can be influencers, they can impact the world. You know, they were not just put on earth to do nothing, mm-hmm. but to help mm-hmm. them find that something that was placed in them by God for them to do, to become, to have. Mm-hmm. So with all of that in mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> after trying 14 or 15 different careers, where I came back, was in this space called coaching because mm-hmm. I could put everything that I knew in this. Mm, okay, okay. And so, Dr. Janice, you said this jokingly, but we're going to go back and touch on this because a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to this. So you said that you've had multiple careers. She said by 14 to 15, so I'm going to say multiple. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Janice, you've had multiple careers. What were some of those careers that you had that kind of led you to where you are now? Well, the first thing that I did was to grade math papers for my father, who was a math teacher, <laughs> and he paid me a penny per paper, you know, per student paper that I graded. Oh, wow. So okay. I learned very early. I must have been eight or nine years old in doing that. And mm-hmm. then my parents um, had a job during the summer because they were both educators. They didn't work in mm-hmm. the summer. Where mm-hmm. They took, they took um, 14 to 19-year-old kids to work on a tobacco farm in Connecticut. So I learned to work on a tobacco farm. I was a cook. I was a housekeeper. I did whatever was necessary. I ran Mm -hmm. the um, little snack store that mom and daddy had. I was a clerk typist. I was a secretary and executive assistant. I was a claims adjuster. I was the dean of a Bible college. I was a professor and various stages of being a coach and broadening my coaching um, domain. So, yes, I've had a lot of different experiences in in creating a Bible college, creating an HR department. Wow. (laughs) Wow. So, you guys, when Dr. J said that she had 14, 15 careers, she has. I really have. <laughs> wow, and so, I'm settled now. I don't know. Look, she's like, I think, yeah, I think I may. I don't know. She might want to become an astronaut. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. See, look, oh my goodness. And so, for you, Dr. Janice, because I think this is huge of talking about this. You know, sometimes people can, you know, feel some type of way when it's time for them to make a pivot in their career or their business. So do you have any advice or tips for those people that are kind of struggling to make that pivot because they're afraid or like what will people think or so on and so forth? Do you have any advice or tips for them? Well, one of the things that I have lived my life out doing is that my only job is to please God. I can't Uh be concerned about what other people are thinking. I know that he put in me all of these creative gifts within me. And Uh because of that, I'm always looking for opportunities to learn, to share, to help, to serve. And when I was in a position where I felt like either I had to compromise my values Mm. or that I had to become somebody that I wasn't, 
Uh-huh. I would pray about it, and I'd say, Lord, you know, if there's still an assignment for me here, I want to do it. But uh-huh. this is quenching everything in me that's gifted that you've given me. You know, show me where else, else I'm supposed to be if this assignment is done. So the first thing that I would tell people is stop being afraid. You know, this God who loves you so much he was willing to die on the cross for you is not going to do things that are going to hurt you. So Mm. if you see and you've prayed about a potential opportunity, ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that could happen if I change careers? Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't like it. Mm -hmm. Also, you get support from the people around you. Um, For much of my career changing, I've been married, and my husband and I have been happily married for 32 years. And I would say, well, this is what I think the Lord is saying to me. And once he would give me the green light to change jobs or change careers, I was on it in a heartbeat. He learned that if he said yes, that yes might mean that I'm changing today. (laughs) (laughs) So he better be ready. (laughs) He would learn to say, well, baby, you know, let me pray about it. I know you pray about it. Um, But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to do something different. You know, Mm -hmm. complacency is the enemy of innovation. So... Mm. I could not possibly know all that I could be if I was satisfied with the status quo. Mm-hmm. I made calculate, I took calculated risk, not mm-hmm. just any kind of mm-hmm. risk, but it was always where I believed that the Lord was moving and he was opening the door for me to do it. A mm-hmm. couple of times I missed him, and even from doing the wrong thing, I got something out of it. I learned something about myself. I learned something about him. And it was never fatal. It was just mm-hmm. I needed to tweak something. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dr. Janice, I want to sit there for a second on that comment that you just made. Because I, I, and this is my own personal experience, and I know that at least the women in my community, they've experienced this as well. They are so afraid of making a decision because they're afraid that they're going to get it wrong. Or they're like, okay, what if, what if that wasn't actually God? Or what if I'm actually doing it in my own strength? But can you repeat what you just said? Even when you thought you heard from him and it, it may not, you know, you may have missed, them, missed him. Kind of Say that part again because I want people to hear that. And just like you said, we know we serve a loving God. You know, kind of hear, hear what you just said with that so that they are okay with, making that next move. Yes. I mean, when you think about how much God loves us, and even if we've missed him, there is something in that situation that we're going to learn from it, something about ourselves, something about him. And I truly believe this at the core of my being, that God uses every drop of our adversity. And when we make a misstep, sometimes we we get in trouble. But Mm -hmm. he uses every drop of whatever we go through for his glory in our Mm -hmm. good. So even when I think I've missed him, I'm still going to get his best from Mm -hmm. that situation. I may have to stay in a situation a little bit longer than I want it, but it's never wasted. Mm. It's part of my testimony. It builds a part of my character that I wasn't even trying to tap into. (laughs) And I can always give him the glory. I can always Mm -hmm. give him Mm -hmm. the glory. And we do a reset. We do a reset, and I keep on moving. You know, you can't wallow there. 
So why have ah. you made a mistake? It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's just another mm-hmm. opportunity to get it right. Yes. So, so I, I yes, I pray those are listening. I I pray that they hear your heart and that they hear what you said, um, and that it releases some people to actually make a move. And to not allow fear to kind of keep them where they are because, once again, and I've experienced that myself where I was so afraid, oh, my gosh, what if this is not God? What if I miss this? What if it – I'm like, they'll stop. <laughs> you know, stop. And just like you, and you said this earlier, too, it wasn't fatal. And because he is a loving guy, he's going to allow you to get back on track if that's what you're seeking to do. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, you have heard it from Dr. Janice. She has talked about the 15, 16, 20 careers she has had. <laughs> <laughs> and the pivots that she's made, and I love how she said, you know, when she felt like it was something that, you know, took her out of alignment or that, uh, you know, where she felt like she was compromising her faith, then she was like, okay, guy, you know, hey, if this is where you, you know, if I'm supposed to remain here, let me know. If not, you know, kind of open the doors for that. And then she also mentioned having the support of her spouse as well because uh, she said her husband like, look, I, uh, babe, let me pray on that too because I know, I know you. We've been together 32 years. I know you. I know you. 32 years of marriage, uh huh because I know the next minute. Like, okay, babe, look. <laughs> so I love that. That's so important to have that type of support system. And so for you, Dr. J, um, you know, what's the mission when it comes to your business and how you serve people, you know, in, you know, as an executive and, you know, business and career coach? How do you, what's the, what's the mission of your business? Um, the mission of my business is to train, develop, equip, nurture and coach Christian leaders to realize their potential, to stir up their gifts, and to lead themselves and others to fulfill God's purpose for them. So it's all about what he's already placed in you, not trying to make you into somebody else, but Uh to help you to become the best version of you based on what God has placed in you and to help you give birth to mm-hmm. that vision that he has given you. And if, if we live life on purpose, for the purpose for which God created us, there's no way we can lose. Yes. You always <laughs> win. You always win. And that's what's exciting when I see the light come on for people and they realize, hey, I got this. You know, the greater one within me is leading me and I can do this. It's powerful. I love it. I love what I do. And I hear it in your, but like I'm smiling because I just, the way that you're describing it and the way that you're talking about it, and you guys, this is someone that you want on your team that you know is passionate about what it is that she does and how she shows up and serves. And so you said a lot in this right here, and so we're definitely, we're going to peel back some of the layers on this, but those of you that are Christian leaders, like I need you to to lean in to what it is that she's saying and how she supports her clients and the fact that, you know, she's taking what you already have inside of you and kind of helping you to develop that skill set and that gift. Um, you know, that you already have. And so I absolutely love that. And so, Dr. Janice, we are going to continue this conversation right after these messages. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more Talking Business with Beverly. Rachel Christina's Christian coaching firm focuses on women who are looking to solidify their identity, unlock their purpose, and unleash their authority as a kingdom ambassador. The Lifestyle Cleanse program focuses on identifying toxic behaviors and thought processes hindering your growth. 
the program will plant new seeds of truth and promise from the Word of God. To learn more, visit Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. That's Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. Are you ready to become the extraordinary leader who fulfills God's plan and purpose for your life? At J.W. Smith, we offer a transformational virtual five-month Leading on Purpose coaching and development program. We can help you discover your purpose, turbocharge your influence, and enhance your leadership presence. To learn more, visit www.jwsmithassociates.com. That's www.jwsmithassociates.com. Are you a woman who is ready to reclaim your she power so that you can become more bold, fierce, and free? Kimberly Brown, the Worth Specialist, can help you. My Power of Self program is designed to help individuals do just that. To learn more, visit Calendly.com slash Coach Kimmy B. That's Calendly.com slash Coach Kimmy B. Hello and welcome back to Talk of Business with Beverly. I am your host and business strategist, Beverly Wathauer. And so we are having an amazing conversation with Dr. Janice. Uh, and Dr. Janice, she is, first of all, she's absolutely amazing, but she's an executive <laughs> business and career coach. And so she's just been sharing like her journey, and that which I absolutely love, and kind of like how she shows up in the world to support uh, other Christian leaders. And so Dr. Janice, before we... Um, you know, went on on uh, the break, you mentioned like your mission statement of how you help to train, develop, equip, nurture, coach these Christian leaders. And so for you, um, you know, when it comes to the mission of your business, um, you know, when, when your clients come to you, like what is it, like what was that trigger or what was where they're like, you know what, I need more support in what it is that I'm doing right now. Like what's usually going on with them where they're like, okay, I need additional support. What's typically going on is that I have very gifted leaders who will come to me. Either they've had some kind of um, career misstep, they're not getting the kind of visibility that they want in the organization, they're trying to figure out do they really want to do what the organization wants them to do in terms of their career and what their priorities are. I meet with them often because they're wondering how they can become more influential in the organization. They've gone as far as they can go on their own, and there are no mentors or sponsors available to them within the organization. And they're wondering, you know, how do I navigate the political waters in my organization? What is the best next step for me? And I help them figure out their reason for being, you know, why they're here, what's their purpose, what is God speaking to them, how is that going to manifest itself in their current role, where is it that they really want to go, and rather than thinking about what the organization wants for them, what's really in their own best self-interest that pulls everything together, the things that really matter to them that, are, that aligns with their values. And I help them figure out what is the pathway for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. And so, you guys, once again, listen to how powerful this is. So, Dr. J, when you're working with them, you know, do some of them, do they remain at their jobs? Do they end up taking other jobs? Do they start their own businesses? You know, what, what are usually some of the next steps for them once they've come to you? All three of those things mm-hmm. may happen. They uh-huh. may figure out that 
even in the context that they're working, that may not be the perfect fit for them, mm-hmm. they're thinking that they can still make a difference and pave the way for somebody else who may be coming behind mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And they'll decide that I'm willing to do A, B, C, and D at the company, but here's my line in the sand. And they'll start looking around for similar opportunities with another company, but mm-hmm. they don't just leave. Mm-hmm. Some of them may decide that it's such a poor fit for them that it's really bruising their spirit to be there, mm-hmm. that no matter how much money they're making, it's not worth their self-esteem, it's not worth the stress that comes with it, it's not worth the um, collateral damage that's happening in other relationships that they value. So they find a way of taking another position that doesn't put as much stress on them. Mm -hmm. And then a fair number of people will decide, you know, I can do this better on my own than I can with the company. But in any case, I work with them in planning their exit strategy. Mm -hmm. Even though this is not the perfect fit for me, what can I still learn from my company? Where can I use the time that I have with them in a very ethical manner to learn something that's going to help me in my business? So this may not be the best company for me, but I'll give myself six months mm-hmm. to get my duckies in a row, if you will. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I go into my own business, I will know more than I would have known if I just quit. Because it's not that God's not telling you to start your own business. You need to be sure that he's telling you to start your own business now. Mm-hmm. Make mm-hmm. sure that you carry forward the tools the knowledge, the insight, the wisdom that you can while still doing the best you can for your current employer so that when you leave that organization, maybe they'll become your first client. Yes. Always leave in such a way that you haven't burned. I've burned a lot of bridges in my (laughs) different career. So when I say don't burn any bridges, Mm -hmm. it's because it's so much harder. Yes. If a company that you worked for for 10 years isn't willing to do business with you when you own your own, there's something fundamentally wrong. Oh. So leave in such a way that your reputation is intact, that you're a person of integrity, and that that business who used to be your employer is willing to be your best client mm-hmm. and to refer other clients to you. Yes. Be smart. Be strategic. I love that. I love that. And that, that it makes me think, I'm like, yeah, and if, every time I've left a career, you know, the door's been open to where I can actually come back. So I'm like, okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, Dr. J. And so one thing, and it was funny because I just saw this question recently, and then I'm on the leadership team at my church, and this question was asked of us. So I said, well, let me ask the expert that I have on here uh, on the call. <laughs> so when it comes to a leader, are leaders born, or is that a trait that can be developed? I think it's a combination. Mm. I think that you're born with some proclivities, some tendencies that lend themselves well to your being a leader in some environments. But I also believe that you have the capacity to learn and to, to learn skills, to develop behaviors, to master your mindset and to become the leader that you want. So the people that have all the advantages sometimes 
you look at them and think, well, there's no way I can lead like them. Well, you can lead better than them because you've had experiences that they'll never have in terms of overcoming things about being resilient. So while you may not have been born with a silver spoon in your mouth or with what some may consider leadership qualities, you can use everything that you've learned to become the leader that you desire to be and that God created you to be. Mm, I love that. I love that. And so, you know, as I'm listening to you describe that, um, are there traits, or let me not say are there, I know there is, but what are the traits or the characteristics or the qualities uh, that make a good leader? Well, among the top things that would make a good leader, and this is going to be at the top, because Jesus is our model of leadership. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So when we're thinking about being a great leader, you have to be a person of, of integrity. Uh-huh. If people can't rely on you to keep your word, if they can't believe you, that you'll do what you've said, if they don't know that you have their best interests at heart, you're not a leader. You're just somebody taking a walk. You have to be honest. (laughs) You have to excel in strategic thinking. You have to have the capability of building teams where people want to work with you. Uh And the attitude that people are working for you, people want to work with you. Uh You have to to demonstrate that you have compassion. And you have Uh to learn how to laugh at yourself because (laughs) you are going to mess up. It's okay. Uh Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. One of the things that I really value about good leaders is that they're curious. They're Mm -hmm. informed. I mean, leaders are readers. The leader who Mm -hmm. never reads is probably, well, Uh we don't go there. That's not it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't start no problems. Uh, uh, Dr. J, have folks call up here. Look at (laughs) her. But a great leader is going to be a consensus builder. Mm-hmm. They're going to be excellent communicators and listeners and have a vision, you know, for something mm-hmm. better. And they bring people along with them. You know, when you have somebody who's supposedly a leader and nobody around them ever gets promoted, there's mm-hmm. a problem. If you can't empower, nurture, develop, coach, um, get your people to be much better with you than they ever would have without you, Mm -hmm. then you're not a leader. You're not Mm -hmm. a leader. So you can see the results of effective leadership and the fruit that come Mm -hmm. as a result of that person being in the room. Mm -hmm. It's better Mm -hmm. off when that person leaves the room than when they're (laughs) in the room. That's not leadership. That's something else. Wow. And y'all, Dr. J is just stepping on all kind of toes right here. But <laughs> but this, what you're saying is powerful because I know people that are listening, they were, they're thinking about the leadership that they may be under. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, don't possess this, don't possess that. Oh, yeah, they have this. Oh, I have a great leader. And so it's always amazing when you do have, you know, great leadership. And one part that you said that really struck a chord with me, you know, was that ability to bring people along, that ability to want to cultivate and also groom leadership skills in other people on their team. Mm-hmm. That is and, incredible. Wow. And that's because it makes me think about my own, like my first leadership role that I had as an educator. And I always say, you know, I, I never, I didn't see myself as a leader. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and, but even when I, but when I think back to like high school, um, 
and I and I, you know I, I see little things back then, but I you know uh, now I'm, I'm past high school age, and uh, so as I look back, I'm like now I see it. But even as you just said, like one of my first leadership roles was when I was teaching, uh, and the uh, principal she saw something in me um, that I did not recognize in myself, and so she put me she put me in a leadership position, and I was like. Whoa, you know, like it, it, like it made me pause, and for a second, I was like, "Am I sure I can do it?" But I'm like, you know, she saw something that I didn't see in myself, and so that wow. that was like my journey of embracing like the leader within. So I think it's very powerful with what you're doing to kind of help people cultivate those skills and to kind of, you know, help them to recognize the the skill set that they have in themselves. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> thank you. you and, know, and it's, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. It's really exciting when you think that you can even learn from bad leaders. Mm-hmm, you can learn mm-hmm, from the things not mm-hmm. to do, the ways not to treat people. And you can create a list that says, do this, don't do this. Mm-hmm. So when you have a good leader, then follow that good leader, emulate them. And when mm-hmm. you have a leader who really doesn't have your best interest at heart, then say, when I am a leader, I will not ever do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rather, I will do this. So don't only have I won't do. What mm-hmm. will you do instead? I love because that. That's what energizes you, gives you positive energy. What you will do instead? Wow! 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 <laughs> So that is so powerful, and yes, and so, and I know sometimes when we're under a leader, you know, a leader that may not be the the best or the strongest, um, you know, we don't always necessarily think to say, you know what, well, let me observe and see so that I know what not to do in that situation. So that makes a whole lot of sense. And so, Dr. J., um, you know, this other other piece or other question that I have, it, it was actually when I just made that comment, um, is it common, because I said I didn't see the leader in me. Is that something common that you hear? You know, is it specifically like with females? Is it with minority females? Like, do you hear that a lot? I do hear it quite a bit. I hear it mostly with women, especially women of color, mm-hmm. because we're not always given credit for the things that we do. We mm-hmm. take on such a heavy burden a lot of the times, and we put our head down as like, get her done. Mm-hmm. And we don't take time to deconstruct all of the things that we're doing, how we're mm-hmm. changing the world, how we're an advocate for our children, how we're having to utilize financial resources that are way more limited than the bills that we have, how we're having to fight, fight everybody, fight at work, fight, fight at school. Mm-hmm. And we just, sometimes we accept what people are saying. We're just the, the overly aggressive um, angry black woman mm-hmm, instead mm-hmm. of seeing ourselves as somebody who's able to build teams and relationships to navigate through very treacherous waters to have to figure out things when you don't have the background and experience that would have given you a different road map how to be strategic how to network how to find out information when it's not readily available how to communicate effectively so that your child is helped instead of hurt, you know, how to be an advocate um, and to utilize your passion in such beautiful ways. And because we don't see our own beauty, we Uh Uh don't celebrate the leadership that we have in ourselves 
or the beautiful leadership that we have in our sisters who are on the journey with us. So we're hard on ourselves. We think we should do more, be more, go farther. And we need to celebrate the journey. This is the only life that we have. If you don't give yourself credit for the things that you do and that you do well, you spend your life extending energy needlessly, Mm -hmm. trying Mm -hmm. to get people to see you in a way they already see you. Mm. Celebrate yourself. You're not a mistake. God created you on purpose, for purpose. You are beautiful, and you are a leader. You can lead, and there's room for you. There's room for you. You know, your gifts will make room for you and bring you before great people. Get ready to go. Get ready to fly. Yes, yes. Yes, leader woman, you can (laughs) do it. Awesome. And I'm here with you to help you along the way. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You guys, let me tell you, Dr. J is absolutely amazing. And so, Dr. J, believe it or not, we are out of time. Oh, no. So, yes. <laughs> so tell us, my listeners, you know, those of us that want to keep in contact with you and want to mo- find out more about you, what's your website, what's your email, what are your social media handles? Okay, my website is jwsmithassociates.com, jwsmithassociates.com. My email address is drjwsmith, that's drjwsmith, at jwsmithassociates.com. And my Facebook page is You Too Can Lead, Y-O-U, number two, can lead. Yes, you awesome. can. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Once again, Dr. J, thank you so much for joining us. You are welcome, Beverly. I love you. Thank you for all that you do for me and others. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will have more right after these messages. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more Talking Business with Beverly. Are you a woman who is ready to reclaim your she power so that you can become more bold, fierce, and free? Kimberly Brown, the Worth Specialist, can help you. My Power of Self program is designed to help individuals do just that. To learn more, visit Calendly.com slash Coach Kimmy B. That's Calendly.com slash Coach Kimmy B. Norma McClatchlin is a certified master coach and the CEO slash founder of Chosen Path Christian Coaching. The Free to Choose Forgiveness documentary has a call for forgiveness stories. If you have a story that will provide hope and freedom for those held in bondage of unforgiveness, we want to hear from you. Email your 10-minute high-quality video of you telling your story to firstladynorma at gmail.com. That's firstladynorma at gmail.com. Are you ready to become the extraordinary leader who fulfills God's plan and purpose for your life? At J.W. Smith, we offer a transformational virtual five-month Leading on Purpose coaching and development program. We can help you discover your purpose, turbocharge your influence, and enhance your leadership presence. To learn more, visit www.jwsmithassociates.com. That's www.jwsmithassociates.com. Rachel Christina's Christian coaching firm focuses on women who are looking to solidify their identity unlock their purpose, and unleash their authority as a kingdom ambassador. The Lifestyle Cleanse program focuses on identifying toxic behaviors and thought processes hindering your growth. The program will plant new seeds of truth and promise from the Word of God. To learn more, visit Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. 
That's Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. Hello and welcome back to Talking Business with Beverly. I am your host and business strategist. Uh, so now we are in the portion of the show that I call Beverly's Six-Figure Framework Tip of the Day. And so during this time, this is where I provide tips, strategies, resources, um, you know, information on the things that I've done to generate over six figures in my business and then also what my clients have done as well. So these are things that I just like to share so that you guys, because one of my biggest things, I am a business strategist specifically for Christian female coaches. That's specifically who I um, who I support in my business. And so I, I support them in creating a financially successful business without compromising their Christian values. A, a lot of them, we operate in the online space, and there's a lot of stuff going on, <laughs> a lot of noise in the online space. And so I show them things that they can do um, so that they don't have to compromise, you know, their values. And so what we're going to talk about today when it comes to helping you and supporting you and creating your six-figure framework uh, are some strategies that you could implement, especially if you are, uh, if you have a, um, a service-based business, because that is who I support, uh, and creating an influx of clients. And so this topic came about because recently one of my clients, she was in a program that I did, and in this program, and I'm going to read part of her testimony and she shared this in my Facebook group that I have, uh, which is called Highly Successful Christian Female Coaches and Consultants. So once again, my Facebook group is called Highly Successful Christian Female Coaches and Consultants. And so she shared a testimony based on her experience from the program that I had. So she just said, you know, hi, ladies, I just wanted to pop in to say hello. Since the boot camp wrapped up a few weeks ago, I've been swamped with clients. And honestly, I don't know how to feel about it. I have had been busy before that, but after the, the boot camp, I was busy, busy. I don't think I was prepared to service the influx of clients at once, which left me little time to tend to my other business side, the other business side that she had, which was also publishing and doing things for herself and her kids. So she says, so I have had to take a step back and reevaluate some things. You will definitely get more clients if you put yourself out there more, but you have to ask yourself, are you prepared for all those clients, not just professionally, but mentally and physically as well? And so I know some of you guys are listening like, man, shoot, I wish I had her problem. <laughs> and so, you know, when she shared that, and this is actually like a two-part type of conversation that I want to have, because, and I may actually be able to touch it on at the very end of this. So I want to talk about what I work with them on to help her to increase, uh, the, you know, to, to create this influx of clients, but then I also want to talk about the fact that that is very real of what she's talking about, ensuring that your business is set up in such a way to where you can handle the onslaught or the increase in clientele and so sometimes we don't think about that and we've seen examples you know out there when it comes to businesses and so one example that happened you know fairly recently was the whole Popeye's chicken thing and chicken sandwiches and how they ran out they weren't able to keep up with the demand 
for their services or for their, in this case, for their product. And so this is actually something that's very real. So I do, I want to acknowledge that and I want to address it. So like I said, we'll talk about what I work with them on to help her actually in, uh, to create the influx. But then I also want to talk to you about my advice that I gave her and what I kind of spoke to her about on how to handle that. So like I said, I know some of you guys are like, Bev, I wish I had her problem. <laughs> So those of you, like I said, especially if you have a service-based business, there are the four areas that I strongly encourage you to make sure that you have clarity around. So there's four areas. So these are the four areas that I really emphasize with my clients. And in this particular boot camp that she mentioned, these were some of the things. And this is actually, that these are key pieces that I have as any part of my programs, anything that I offer because I understand how important it is. And I also understand how powerful having those pieces in your business are. As you can see, once again, she's over here talking about an influx of clients. And so of course, you know, one of the first key pieces when it comes to the, the clarity to help you create that influx of clients is ensuring that you are crystal clear on who you serve in your business. And so I say this all the time, we're not Walmart. Like we're we're not we're not designed and created for everyone. Any of you that have a service based business, even if you have a product based business, it's not for everyone. And so I know some people will Bev, I have a book and my book is for anybody that knows how to read. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Once again, you want to in the in the reason why when you're you're clear and you're specific and you have a certain niche or a certain target market that you're addressing, it makes your messaging easier. It makes it easier to market and promote that product or service. So I always say, you know, be super uh, clear on who it is that you serve in your business. And so a lot of times, you know, your ideal client is some form or form of yourself, some form or form of yourself. And so you want to make sure that, you know, you're, like I said, you're crystal clear on that person. You know, look back at something that you've been able to overachieve or accomplish yourself or, uh, you know, uh, overcome or achieve and accomplish yourself. And then something that people are always asking you about, like people are always coming to you asking you a question about this thing, like, and, and people that you've helped in that area. So that's a good place to get started when it comes to you having that clarity around who it is that you serve in your business. So that's key. That's one thing that you want to be crystal clear on. Who is it that I serve in my business? Who is this product or service designed for? Who is my product or service designed for? So once again, get very specific about that. That's the first thing. The next thing that you want to be crystal clear on are the results that you help people get. And those people are the people that you serve. Once again, it's not just anybody. The results that you help your ideal clients achieve. So what is it as a result of them consuming that product or buying that product or that service? What is going to be the result? What are they going to be able to achieve or be able to do or be able to feel or be able to think? Like that's what you want them, that's what you want to think about. And so a lot of times it's like, well, hey, I sell jewelry. No, you do more than sell jewelry. It's that result. It's that feeling that that person is allowed to feel or to think about themselves when they're wearing that piece of jewelry. So we know that jewelry, like that's an accessory, like that's an extension, like that's an amazing way for people to share their personality. So, you know, you want to dig into that aspect of what it is that you are doing. And so, um, you know, that's key and that's huge when it comes to thinking about the results that you help people get. 
So I always say to my clients, you know, when it comes to that result, you know, think about how it, how will that thing, you know, whatever it is that you support them in doing, how could it impact your clients, you know, mentally or physically or emotionally, spiritually, financially in their relationship? You know what I'm saying? Like, look and see if it impacts them in those areas, and if so, how? How does it impact them in those areas? Because once again, that helps you when it comes to you talking about the results that you help your clients get. So you guys, I'm telling you, break it all the way down to that. That is huge. That is key. Because with that, when you're thinking about the results, that means you also have to know what it is that your ideal client struggles with or what they have challenges with. Because remember, your product or service is going to be the answer to that thing. So you want to make sure that you're crystal clear on that because remember your product or service is the solution. And so you hear this phrase all the time and I say this all the time. You know, your product or service is literally the answer to someone's prayer. And so some of us we can be very like, man, it's not that serious. It really is. Because literally there is someone praying like, oh my God, God, please show me what do I need to do to lose this weight. Oh my God, please show me what I need to do so that I'm not by myself for the rest of my life. Oh my God, please show me what I need to do because I I can't be on this job any longer. You see what I'm saying? So they're like literally someone is praying for that product or service that you have. So if you don't believe in your product or service that serious to where you're like, you know, I understand the, serious of, the seriousness of this because someone is literally praying for this thing, then I always say I challenge you on whether or not that should be the product or service that you are actually selling. Like you have to be, it's more than just making money from that thing. Yes, you want to be able to generate money. That is what I show my clients to do is how to make more money in their business but once again the money being driven by the money that's not or only by the money that's not going to it's not going to work it's not going to be able to keep you going it has to be something else it has to be something else that's underlying and underlining what it is that you're doing that has to be your motivator your why and like I said a lot of that has to do with you knowing and believing in your heart of hearts that your product or your service is literally the answer answer to someone's prayer. And then, of course, in addition to whatever your why is, that why is a personal thing, you know, so that, you know, believing that your product or service is the answer to someone's prayer, that's the professional side to the answer. And then you have that personal side to your why as well, which usually has to do with family and stuff like that. So you certainly want to make sure that you are crystal clear. You have the clarity on the results you help people get. That is key. That is key. Um, the fourth thing, or the, sorry, the third thing when it comes to, you know, creating that influx of clientele is going to be the actual offer and how you price that. So what is it that you're offering? Of course, so, you know, we have that. So what product is it? So, you know, um, if it's a coaching offer that you have or if you have a product, maybe you have some type of boutique that you have. So, you know, what is it that you're offering? You know, what's the price point? Because you want to ensure that your pricing is in alignment and pricing, you know, I've done talks on pricing because there's psychology behind that. There's things mindset-wise that you want to make sure that you're in a an abundance mindset when you're setting your pricing um, because you don't certainly don't want to price out a fee or anything like that. But even when it comes to your offer, remember that offer was the answer to your ideal client's prayer. So when it comes to your offer, you have to ask yourself, why am I offering this? Why? Because once again, it goes back to it has to be more than just the money. If you're just offering this thing just to sell it so you can make money, once again, I challenge you on that. So if you don't believe, once again, in your depths and in your heart of heart that what you're offering is going to change someone's life, 
that what you have to offer is transformational. It's going to change their life. It's going to change their business. It's going to change their family dynamic. I always say when I talk to my clientele, I say uh, what a lot of you guys are offering is literally going to break generational curses. You'll be able to establish generational blessings. So that's how serious I take. So I tell it, you know, I don't take on any client that's only doing what they're doing to make money. I, I'm not the coach for you. I'm not. Because once again, this thing is so serious. There are so many things and so many so many people attached to your product or service that I only take those people that are serious about that, that they really and truly believe in their heart of hearts that what they have to offer is life transformational. Okay, so once again, with your offer, what is it that you're offering? Why are you offering that thing? You know, look at the price point. Do you sincerely and truly believe that what you have to offer is life transformational? Okay, and then that fourth thing that you want to have clarity around in order for you to create an influx of clients is how you are going to promote and market that offer, that uh, that offer, that product or service that you have. You need to have a clear game plan. You need to be strategic in how you're going to market that thing. And so I am such a firm believer on online marketing and offline marketing. Period. You need to be building relationships online. So use your social media. Use your social social media is free. Use that to market your business. Use that to promote your, your offer. Um, so, you know, you have online, so you have social media, you have your website. Leverage your website to the best of your ability, driving traffic to your website. That's an amazing thing to do as well. So, um, you know, use the messaging feature on social media. That's an amazing place to build relationships. When you're on social media, the first word is social. Be social. Build relationships. That's how you establish the know, like, and trust factor online. Don't just go at somebody because you think that they're, they're a client. Once again, go with that, that mindset of building relationships with people. And then, of course, offline as well, making sure what are you doing in your local community? Are you hopping on a plane and going to networking events that may be in another state so that you can build relationships across your state lines as well? Go to those networking events with that intention of building relationships, of getting you and your business and your brand out there to other people. Have those conversations. Have those dialogues. It's not you shoving your business card into someone's face. That's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. So you actually want to make sure that you're building and establishing found, uh, relationships with people. So you guys, those are the four areas that you want to be crystal clear on when it comes to creating an influx of clients. So once again, who you serve, the results you help people get, you want to be clear on your offer and your pricing, and you want to be clear on how you're going to promote and market that product or that service. That is what you need to create that influx of clientele in your business. And these things that I mentioned, these are organic things. Now, you can go in and you can add ads on top of that to really boost and accelerate things, but I always say do not run an ad to anything. I don't care if it's an ad on Facebook or on Google. Don't run any ads if you don't know what you're doing, period. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you know what you're doing, then you can certainly add that. That's like adding fuel to the fire. And so that will certainly create that influx of clientele. And so I have actually run out of time, so I did not get to the part of what I said to her of what she can do for those of you that do have an influx of clientele. So we're going to talk about that on my next Beverly Six Figure Framework Tip of the Day. We'll dedicate some time to that uh, so that we can address that as well. So once again, I am Beverly Wathauer. I am the host of Talking Business with Beverly. I am also a business strategist, and so I want to thank you for tuning in 
into talking business with Beverly. Remember, as entrepreneurs, make sure you are addressing your business, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and relationship needs as well. If you want more information about me, you can find me at www.beverlywathour.com. You can email me at beverly at beverlywathour.com, and you can find me on social media at, guess what, beverlywathour.com. Thank you. Until next time, take care. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Business with Beverly. Join us again 